All right, you guys, this is The Knot, where we talk about everything marriage is and is not. And as you can see, we have some extra co-hosts today, our children. It is the reality. Can you? It is the reality of being a parent during this whole COVID time when you don't want to send your kids out to be babysat or even sometimes the nursery at churches you just you know nothing is as safe as your own living room <laughs> and it's almost like they never sleep nowadays and then when they do sleep it's it's almost a, such a short time it doesn't even feel like a break so we have our little co-hosts here today and if you hear them it's our life so that's just what it is What's up, everybody? This is Nate. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, it sounds like another co-host wants to introduce. We know. You want to say hi? Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. You can sit down. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, oh, this is my name. All right, we don't need to do all that. We don't need to go. Thank you Look so that. much. Hold on. He could be a radio host. He's already. No, no, he's he's trying to introduce his sister, and he's gonna give her full name and disclose all our info. I'm saying he he's got the makings of a radio host. You know. He does. Listen, he does. He's great. All right, he's so awesome. Lucas, you about to have your own. Your own show. Don't get me started. Oh, Black yes. ownership, black wealth, black entrepreneurship. Let's go. Yeah, Lucas, what, what would you talk about if you had your own show? Well, everyone, I would just do something very great. What would you do? I would do something very great. So, hello, everyone. <laughs> All right, we got our Miles Morales podcast coming soon. You like that? Yeah, well, he would talk about all the ways that he was, he saves the day. Listen, he has some insight. He has some real insight for a little young man. What I should. All right. So today we in... Line with tradition decided to talk about goals and plans, and it's a good time because you know, New Year, everybody's talking about their plans and what they want to do and how they want to develop their plans, um, and, and achieve these new goals. And I think Nate is really, really good at creating and making goals that are step by step. He's very strategic in making goals, and I think I'm super strategic in like having the focus to complete those goals. So we really complement each other. I'm not the best at creating goals. I don't. I don't know. I, I've never really been a goal making person. Um, so we're just gonna talk about some of the ways that we plan out our goals and such. So. To start out, we're going to ask this initial question. Have you ever talked about or planned out your goals? Um, And do you include your spouse in your goals? And then if you're not married, do you include your future spouse in those goals? So, Nate, um, go ahead and tell us how how you talk about or have we ever talked about and planned out our goals? And then do you include me? Or if you make your own personal goals, do you include me in your personal goals as well? Um, No. If it's my own personal goal, then no, I don't include you. I'll tell you where they are and my plans to get there. But I don't include you in the... Oh, so we're, it's, it's two different things. Okay, so... I forgot the question, but the, but the first part is, do we plan our goals? Yes, we do plan our goals together. Um, you know, being married is about, being married is about, uh, 
two people coming together and now you are one. And so you can't get where you're trying to go if you don't have the same vision. Um, I, and I think that's actually the easy part, having the same vision, because you're like, yes, we want to be financially secure. Yes, we want to have well-rounded kids. Yes, we want to be successful in our careers. And then the hard part is how do you get there? And that's what you have to plan because what one person says is financially insecure is, you know, eating rice and beans and uh, pita bread for three years and not doing anything to pay off debt. Whereas somebody else says we can just, you know, go on vacation once a year and focus on other stuff, you know. So it's just is that's that's what the hard part is. That's where the the split comes in. And so for me, it was I think in my per like my personal goals. Do I include? Do I include Nate? No, um, unless my personal goal directly involves him. And I have a lot of personal goals that directly involve him, like being a better wife. And so kind of like Nate said. First of all, if we're planning planning separately, I think about different ways that I will get to my eventual goal. Um, and then again, I don't. He's not really involved in those goals unless they um, have to do with him, like being a better wife or being a better manager of the home. Um, but if it comes to like academic or occupational, the only way I include or involve Nate in those is if it impacts him. Or has to do with him. Like, if we had to move, you know, because of what I want to do, then, of course, it would involve him. Um, And then, again, Nate and I, especially coming together, our ideas of life and our ideas of, like, saving and what is secure, those are two completely different things. And so, at the incubation or the beginning of our relationship, we had to decide, like, okay, what does being financially stable look like to you? Because I'm cheap. So, no, I'm not cheap, but I count every dollar. I'm frugal. So I'm like, oh, financially stable looks like making $100,000 a year for the rest of our lives. I'm good with that. And Nate's like, that's such a little bit of money. And so we have to kind of... she spends a lot of money. I actually... I'm just going to be quiet because I am not the only person who spends a lot of money. Nate literally said this morning, I'm bougie and I like expensive things. Did you not? Plead the fifth all you want. I already know. (laughs) I'm not going to plead the fifth. I do like expensive items. I do. So the difference between us is that I just, I spend a lot of money on a whole bunch of cheap things. He spends a lot of money on like three really expensive things. So we still. That we need. Not like shoes. I'm sorry. We just spent $80 on watchdogs. Did we need that? That was one time. Okay. And I spent 20, year. $20 on shoes. And you have a whole bunch that you that if I threw out, you wouldn't know that they were gone. Okay, so Nate just wants me to walk around looking busted. He doesn't want me to be the type of wife no, that he can I be like, this busted. is my wife. She's I'm beautiful. Saying, she has. Let's these- make a plan for all the shoes that's taking up space. That's what we need a plan. Well, we do have a plan now. We have a budget specifically where that we allocate money from each paycheck towards... Oh, nice segment. Apparel. So we do have a plan. Um, so the scripture that I was kind of thinking about and focusing on, um, and I don't know if Nate has any other scripture in mind when it comes to planning, is that um, my people fail from a lack of knowledge, and that's Hosea 4, 6. And then also prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. So I think God, and that's Proverbs, sorry, 24, 27. And I think God obviously wants us to plan, um, and, and it, planning 
God is an efficient and an effective God. Mm -hmm. He's strategic. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he ever wants us to go into anything without strategy Mm -hmm. um, and tact. And I think sometimes we go out on these like whims of faith and thinking that it is faith because we don't have the money for it or because we don't have the resources for it. God will provide. Um, And sometimes that is the case, but you have to be in specific prayer for that thing. Um, And God has to lay on your heart that he is going to provide that for you. There are exceptions to this, this, you know, situation or scenario I'm describing. But generally speaking, God is a God of tact and strategy. And I think he wants us to have tact and strategy as well. So you see, you see, biblically, God always blesses those who plan. Now, the caveat is that people plan things. And it doesn't go as planned. Right. That's true. And so where your faith comes in is your faith says, I'm going to trust God when things don't go the way that they're supposed to. Moses left with all of Israel and was like, yo, I'm free. He did not plan to get stuck at the Red Sea. He did not plan to get stuck with um, the uh, army of Egypt behind him. But he trusted God and God delivered him through. I think having, not having a plan is, it's really irresponsible. And I I don't see how that's a, how that's a godly characteristic. Um, God didn't whimsically said, create our bodies. Our bodies are too intricate of biochemistry to just not be responsible or planned yeah and when you think about to the ark god had specific you know dimensions that he gave um noah by which to build the ark with so you think okay noah built this big boat but not without a plan and instruction and i think Nate is such a wonderful man of god because he mentioned There'll always be a plan, but things may not go as planned. Um, but there's always somewhat of a true north or somewhat of a um, a place that you can go back to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. So first of all, what is a plan? And I'll let Nate answer that because, or first, obviously, answer it first, because um, he is the planner. Um, he is the one who is really skilled and crafty at planning. So um, go ahead, Nate. What is a plan? A plan is you, you've just re-reverse engineered um, how to get to a goal, you know? Um, a lot of scientists, uh, it's, it's basically the process of saying there's this thing, there's this goal, there's this object, there's this place that you want to be, and you say the, to get there, this person had to get to point. So let's say there's five steps. To get to step five, somebody had to get to step four. To get to step four, somebody had to get to step three. To get to step three, somebody had to get to step two. To get to step two, somebody had to get to step one. So then you say, all right, great. How do you go from four to five? That's how you go from four. So how do you get from three to four? That's, this is how what you do. How do you get from two to three? This is what you do. How do you get from one to two? This is what you do. And you say, okay, boom. I figured out the path. Now I'm just going to start at point one. And I know how to get all the way through because I reverse engineered the process. I reverse engineered the plan. Um, and now you just follow that out. You just follow it through. And well, and that's the honestly, that's the hard part of any plan is sticking to the plan, um, especially in in marriage, because you get emotional. I mean, and anything you get emotional, but being we're the not talking about tied knots in marriage, and 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 fruitfully bearing good fruit of a of a of a union, it's making a plan is easy, sticking to the plan is hard. Um. So yeah, I agree with you. A plan is a roadmap of where you want to go and like Nate says it's a reverse engineered um step by step way to reach a particular goal or a place that you want to be um I think in my 
profession. Plans are very important. Um, and I, 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 in the beginning, I profusely kind of said, oh, I am not a planner. But then as I think about it, like, I even remember, I was in a meeting on Friday and I was like, I am a planner. <laughs> like, I, things have to be planned for me to feel comfortable. Um, and I know that um, plans sometimes, for some people, create comfort. Um, and I know in the beginning of our marriage, there was a lot of discomfort. And I felt like also that our marriage was a little unstable because we didn't have a plan. Like there was no career plan. Nate was really unsure of what he was going to do. I kind of like was unsure of what I was going to do. Um, we didn't really talk about like where we wanted to live or anything. And so what happened was we would just kind of like blow with the wind. So a plan, again, is your um, kind of guide to where you should be and what you should be doing. And even if it's like, okay, two years into the marriage and you have not yet had your first baby, you still have an idea of what you want to do in a sequential order. So it may not meet the same time requirements, but it will definitely meet the... Um, it not it won't definitely meet, but you'll have an idea of your mind frame um, and your vision. So a plan is pretty much a vision spelled out. All that to say, a plan is a vision spelled out um, and a way to get there. So question two, why plan? Why plan? Because if you fail to plan, you just planned to fail. Nate Original. Says who? I've heard that so many places. Like at from me. Those corny like assemblies. They would always tell you stuff like that. I don't remember that. Okay, so tell me why plan, Mr. Nate. I just told you. That's all you got. That's all you need. Just dropped a. I just dropped a bar. Should be clapping it up right now. We need a, a clap track. Be like, ah. We need a boo track. <laughs> I'm just playing. Nate, seriously, why plan? Why is it so important to plan? Why can't I just decide that on that day when we're in the heat of the moment, being intimate, we want to have a baby now? Or why not say, you know, at that time, we want to buy a house. Let's just do it right now. We have enough money in the bank. Let's just go do it. Why plan? Well, you definitely can do that. So, uh, for example, you can wake up one day and you could be like, I want to buy a house. And you could just do that. And if you got the money and you've got the means, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? We're not. Okay, that's fair. Okay. So, there is the, the, the reason for having a plan. What a plan does is it. Like you said, it's a guide to an end game, right? There are things that you desire and you you want to obtain those things. And so you create a plan so that you can work your way there. Now, without a plan, you're, you're left to your whims, which is... I mean, depending on the context, it's fine. But for example, your average Joe says, I want a house. If they don't have a plan to get the house, then more than likely they're not going to have a plan to fix their credit. And more than likely they're not going to have a plan to get the down payment, whether it's 2% or 10%, however which way you're going. Um, More than likely they're not going to have a plan of... any other number of things and so you you get that moment you have that thing in the moment you're like oh i want a house and you can't do it and now depending on how you live your life you either say well i can't do it and you let it go more than likely you say oh i can't do it and then you get frustrated and a plan is to help you say you know what i can't have it now but i know i'm going to get there eventually I'm going to climb the ladder. I'm going to run up the stairs. I'm going to jump the pole. And I fell. I'm going to jump the pole to a 
<laughs> He's talking about when I fell off the roof. <laughs> Um, story for another time. Uh, but yeah. So if if you don't plan, then you're left to your desires. You're left to the moment. And if you don't have it in the moment, then you're never really gonna be able to get it. I like that, and I think you took it away. I think that's all that is there. There is to it. If you don't have a plan. Um, you are left to your own devices. What happened when we did not plan as a married couple? That's a great question. What happened when we didn't plan as a married couple, Lisa? <laughs> Me, because Nate, Nate's trying to say I spend too much money. But, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. So, we... Last year was very interesting. I think everybody attributes 2020 to like all this turmoil and disaster. And I mean, there was, was pretty uh, bad. Right. Um, so it depends on like what, what the planning for, like what we did not plan for. So I applied for a mortgage without telling Nate. We definitely did not plan to buy a house last year. Negative. Nope, we didn't. I didn't have that in the plan at all. We didn't, like, talk about it. It wasn't even, like, remotely near. At all. And so I began, like, gathering all these resources so that we could eventually move to, you know, this a home that I had gotten. Not a home, but, like, started making plans and thinking out, like, houses that we could possibly move to with um this mortgage now the reason i applied for the mortgages mortgage is a couple reasons first is like i didn't really want nate to know i just wanted to see what would happen so i didn't think that they would call back and say you've been approved um as a matter of fact and i'll just be transparent i had an interview for grad school and it's not a very prestigious grad school um and I was more than sure that we were all more than sure that I got in. Um, And so, like, when I sent Nate a text, he knew that there was grad school, you know, over our heads that I could have gotten into or not gotten into. Or there was this, like, loan that was pending approval. So I text Nate and I was like, I didn't get in. And I think I think I text my mom, I text Nate. And I think they both assumed like it was for the loan. And they were like, well, duh. I was like, no, I got the loan. I didn't get into school. And they were like shocked because we really did not plan for this home. Like it was nothing that we had in the works. So um, it was shocking. And then I started looking for houses and I would see Nate's like demeanor just get super gruff every time I mentioned a house. Um, and I, I could tell that he just was not happy with me. We hadn't talked about it. We hadn't really even hashed out what having a home would look like. Um, but I, I guess for me in my mind, the big push is like buy a house, you know, it's what you do. It's like you graduate, you get married, you have kids and then you buy a house. And so, um, I didn't think it needed much planning, it was either we got approved or we didn't. And if we got approved, we would make some way, somehow, that we would get this house. Anyway, Nate's demeanor t- towards me started getting more and more gruff. And I just, I think I caused a lot of contention and unnecessary stress in our marriage. And I think that I made Nat- Nate really unhappy with me because we hadn't talked about it at all. And so I don't think that we were optimally performing um, as a couple or optimally functioning as a couple when that was going on because that was over our heads that was over our minds that was especially him because I'd be like are you okay and he wouldn't be very nice or not nice but he would just be very like yeah I'm fine I'm fine and I know it's because I applied for this home anyway needless to say we didn't get the house we didn't apply f- I mean we didn't move for too much forward with it um, but you know that's what happens when you don't plan especially with another um with your spouse so that's just one example of a lot of different 
Do you know why I was unhappy? You're unhappy because we hadn't planned for a down payment, we hadn't planned for a mortgage, and we have a lot of other debt that we probably needed to focus on first, even though I did get approved. Right. So you, you did get approved. And technically, based on your approval, like you were approved, all they would have asked was for confirmation of paperwork, and we probably could have got something. But this goes back to the purpose of a plan. And for me, we never discussed what our next step really was. Did we want a townhome? Did we want, uh, do we want to, to build our home? There's things that I want in my So we were just talking about Alyssa applied for a home loan, and we hadn't talked about doing that. It was a kind of a whimsical, spur-of-the-moment action. And as a result of that, she was approved, and she began to talk through the next steps. And that bothered me, and my, my attitude, unfortunately, I did not react properly, and it soured toward her. And for a season of time, we were... Uh, uh, we were tense and I was asking just directing the question about why me a planner why it bothered me so much and the reason why is because there are things there are there the reason you plan especially with your spouse is because planning helps to clear up the expectations that you have I had certain expectations for what our first house would be realistic or not good or not right like you know, I've never owned a home, so, you know, I would love to have it be amazing and, like, all that. And, you know, they say that your first home is not going to be your forever home. It's not going to be your final home. It's not going to be the the one that has all the fixings that you want. But we never, we talked about it, but we never planned what we would say, what we said would, uh, we would let go. We never said what this meant buying a home for us staying in Jacksonville, especially for Alyssa, my wife, who's not a big fan of Florida. I'm not a fan of Florida at all. She's not a fan of Florida at all. We never said what this home would mean for work for us and different things like that. And so, again, planning, especially within a marriage, especially with two people, Planning gives you the opportunity to talk about the expectations that you have and align, put you both on the same page. Communication, really what it is. Thank you, Nate, for that piece. I'm very sorry, by the way. Um, and I guess this is why planning is so important, again, because there are those moments where you'll go to some type of expo or you'll see an ad online for things that are like too good to be true. Or you'll like get on Instagram and you'll see all these people be um, in places where you thought you would be or should have been. Um, and those things really do mess with your psyche. I mean, and we can get into social media at a different time, but we are constantly being like showed and shown and exposed these idea or these I guess concepts and these portions of people's lives that are ideal um and so we get to see their new houses we get to see that they just got keys to their new homes we get to see that they just had babies and then we instantly start to compare ourselves right we see that such and such got married, so we should get married. We see that such and such just had a baby and they're having all these in uh, these moments that they enjoy. So maybe we deserve those moments that we enjoy. And um, it sounds silly. I feel like, you know, maybe I'm talking to a kindergarten class, but that's how we behave when we get on social media. We see things that people have. Um, we see... Uh, concepts of things that maybe we feel like we should have had and and I'm telling you 
ads as well. You know, you see a pretty home, you get on Zillow. I know I'm talking to somebody who looks on Zillow at least twice a week thinking this is what houses are for sale. I'm just checking the market and there's nothing wrong with that. But maybe one time you get on Zillow and you said, you know what, this is the time that I don't want to get on Zillow anymore. I want to own a house. I want to get on Zillow to actually be looking. And so we like abandon our plans, we go with emotion, or we don't have plans. So then it's easier for us to go with emotion. Um, and that's where we get messed up. So question number four, what happened when we did plan? We moved to Jacksonville. And what did that plan kind of look like, Nate? And what were you super pleased with about that plan? Like what was so pleasing to that plan or about that plan we saved we we made a goal we said okay we're gonna we plan to move at this time we saved a couple thousand for moving expenses for emergency savings um we we said we set we set a goal we're of the same mindset and we executed it we figured it out nice and easy I think, too, something else that happened when we planned is that we got, we were a lot more comfortable with each other. We recently started this new budget, um, and it's not seamless because we have uh, disagreements. We think different things. Um, We think differently about what should be spent here and what should go here and stay there. Which I'll tell you is a good problem to have. Because I remember we were like, all right, $20 for food because that's all we can afford. Now it's kind of like, are we giving this much to food? Are we giving this much to spending? Well, I don't think we should spend that much. I don't think. I think even in our disagreements currently about the plans that we have, um, it's a blessing. Because we make, I mean, if I'm being transparent, I think we were living off of like $2,000 a month. Maybe like. 21 when when you were the only one working no 2000 that means i was getting a thousand a check right yeah. mm, i don't that's no nah, not at all Daddy. i'd take home like seven yeah that's true so maybe a thousand gross sure but i think i walked out after insurance taxes I think I walk home with seven. Yeah, and rent was seven, so boom. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord, though. It's 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 he's blessed us. Anyway, um, so like even now that we have this new budget book and like this whole system that we use, um, I think we're a lot more comfortable with each other. When we go to the store, we. We sometimes still do overspend, but we have an idea. Like every every Sunday, we hold each other accountable because we'll like open the budget book. We'll look at the bank accounts and like one of us will ask, like, why does this look like this? Or like, why does this look like this? Because we'll look at like on our um, like our Excel sheets. And I think Nate may have like a file or something to be able to share with everybody at the end because he is a master planner. He may, he has some questionnaire or something. Nope. I'll share it. Uh, anyway, because we don't want to walk away and tell people what to do or maybe like tell people what we've done and not give them the tools to at least nope. frame that. Nate's being annoying, I'm but annoying. yeah, he is. Anyway, so he'll, Nate will say stuff like, okay, why does this Excel sheet look like this? And our bank account does not look the same way. And even if it's like two bucks, like Nate is a stickler. I'll be like, well, I had spent some money at deal. And he'll be like, <sighs> he won't get mad, but like he'll deep sigh and be like, okay, so next week maybe we should. And I could tell he's annoyed, but at least we talk about it. At least we have accountability every single Sunday. This is what the plan should look like. The plan does not look like this. Um, what are we doing to fix it? Opposed to waiting till we don't have any money in the account. We're overdraft. Um, and then, um, yeah. So, yeah. Something else that happened when we did plan. So, as you guys know, we we didn't plan for our first baby. It just 
you know, what? he's a blessing. I did. I knew I'm He's a super blessing. But when we planned for our second baby, um, it was just a different experience because we were so, like, ready. And we we had things together. We had put things to the side from baby number one. We had clothes. We had just a lot of different resources. And actually, we planned for a boy. So it didn't even go as planned. We thought we were having a boy. We saved all of Lucas's baby clothes. We just knew we were having a boy because Nate's whole family is boys. And we're like, oh, well, there's no way that we're having a boy. If it wasn't a girl the first time, then it's probably just going to stick with the trend and be boys for the rest of the life. Right. So, and then just our luck, we would have, a, you know. Anyway, we had a girl. But the point is, it went really well. We had a birth plan. We knew that I was going to have a feedback. We knew what we would do if the doctor who we went to decided they didn't want to, like, do the feedback. Um, we, like, knew exactly what was going to happen. So even birth, it just was not stressful. It was very peaceful when she came into the world because we had planned. We had been planning for her for about two years and like even my teeth, we had because I with pregnancy I have really really bad like toothaches. We had like started to get my teeth fixed and prep for her. I started taking prenatals. Um. So anyway, it was just a lot more comfort. Okay, what do people plan for, Nate? What should couples or single people plan for? You should plan for your plan not to work. Mm, that's deep. We need a snap track. We need a clap track and a snap track. I'll be dropping them poetry bars. But no, that's it. You should you should plan for as much as you can. Um, I think you know we're in a new year. People are people say, oh, you know, um, I'm gonna lose weight, right? That's the new. That's always the. Probably the biggest thing is be more healthy, et cetera, et cetera. But people don't plan that. Uh, and by plan, I mean like really like, you know, if 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 your issue is sweets, plan what you're gonna buy instead of sweets. Don't just say, don't just make the statement, right? And it, I, I, it applies to whatever you're doing: health, wealth, friendships. Moving, living arrangements. I think you should you should start with your declarative statement. I'm gonna have friends. I'm gonna have X amount of dollars, and then you plan how am I gonna get there, and then you. I think again. I think this is the real answer to the question. What do you plan for? You you should always plan how you're gonna react when your plan doesn't work, because that's probably one thing people miss. I, that's the one thing I miss. I'm a great planner, I think, I believe. I'm really good at creating a vision, creating the steps. What I'm very bad on is when I mess up or when the plan doesn't go according, then I kind of just like crap out. And I'm like, well, since I failed at the plan, I guess that means that I failed and it's not going to work anymore. And I think that's a lot of people's A lot of people's uh, issue is they get to that point and then they're they're stuck. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I think especially with weight loss, it's kind of like, well, I just ate those Reese's, and that's Nate's favorite thing to eat because sometimes, like, so let's just clap Nate up real quick. Now this deserves a clap or snaps. Nate lost sixty pounds in a year. You're so annoying. Nate lost 60 pounds. <laughs> anyway. Any, y'all get on my nerves. Uh, he lost 60 pounds within a year. Um, and like towards the end of the year, he just he started going like super hard. And I would be laughing at him because he would plan. He'd be like, I'm only eating broccoli today. And I'd be like, you are so 
stupid. Why are you eating broccoli today? That's so dumb. But he had his plan. He would go to the gym. I'd be like, you're going to the gym too much. It's super annoying. Um, But he lost 60 pounds. And people often, like, comment, like, oh, my gosh, your husband lost all this weight. And, like, how do you feel? And, and like, I want to get like him. And sometimes when people say that, I'll just look at them sideways. And... um. I'll be like, well, do you have a plan? All that to say, one thing, Nate has, Nate's plans have proven effective when optimally working. But you know what really kicked off my weight loss? When I planned how I react when my plan failed. Again, when I, st- when I said, you know what, when, even when I mess up, this is what I'm going to do. That's when I really saw, started to see progress. Um, yeah. So that one. So Nate plans what will happen when his plan fails. Um, I. I don't know. I guess that's a good practice, Nate. I never thought of that. One thing that I became Snap really... Snap it up for me, yo. Snap it up. I be dropping bars. She's slapping me. You're slapping yeah. her. No, she's slapping me. Okay, just walk away. That's a good idea. You can always just move. That's good. I'm going to jump Then go where she can't go. So, um, one thing I think I became really successful at last year is like spiritual growth. And I think a lot of people are so quick to be like, oh, you know, I really want to grow in Christ. I plan to read the Bible, like not the whole Bible in a year or anything like that. But I plan to every morning um, and Nate can attest to this, like every morning getting up, reading my scripture and completing a study and praying and spending about 30 minutes sometimes an hour and if there were moments where I had to days where I had to wake up at 3 30 I do it because I knew that I wanted to grow as a Christian and a woman of God the last year I knew that my attitude wasn't the best I was very and I'm still learning how not to be insecure um I was a <sighs> Oh my gosh, these kids are so dramatic. I was a mother who kind of like emotionally parented and I did not want to be that anymore. I wanted to grow in wisdom. So I opened my Bible up every morning. I followed a specific plan. Um, And I, I think this, and Nate can say no. I think I grew a lot last year as far as my faith and my... In my relationship with God. So I planned every morning to get up at a certain time to do what I needed to do to grow. Um, I think that's something people don't plan. Like plan to grow. Like, I don't know. I think people think like God is God. So we'll just get closer to him without planning. But just like every other relationship... Like Nate and I have to plan to spend time with each other. Yeah. I have we have to plan time to spend with our children. And we'll we'll talk about it all the time. We'll be like, oh, you know, Lucas has been throwing a lot of temper tantrums. Addie's been very grouchy. Why do you think that is? Oh, we haven't spent time with them. We have to plan. Like we went probably spent too much money yesterday, but we went to the store and we like just started picking out puzzles and Hot Wheels tracks and things that we could do with them. Um, because we realized like there was a deficit there. Um, and so we planned and kind of decided how we were going to attack that deficit. Um, so if you you don't plan the things that are important, then they fall off. Even, even though you're doing other things. I mean, how many stories do we hear about a well, a well-intentioned, uh, white collar dad who's working his butt off? Every day trying to provide for his family and he's working, he's working to, to pay for his kids college. He's working to pay for his kids, um, 
soccer, karate, dance, piano, all that stuff. And then he they get to 20 and they're like, I don't even know you, Pops. And it's because... Because you, you, you plan one thing and you don't plan another, you overlook it. And you overlook how, how important it is. I mean, it's just, it's just one example. You, you think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise good kids by always being there. And while that's so well-intentioned, if you don't sit down and plan, you're gonna, it's only one-sided. And that's what happens, essentially. Is without a plan, you become a one-sided person. You can't become a, a triple threat. You can't be good at work and business and in self. So. so you plan for your goals, pretty much. To answer the question, you plan for your goals. If you want to be a good parent, you have to plan for that. If you want to have a relationship with God and grow in wisdom, you have to plan for that. If you want to make a certain amount of money, graduate, blah, 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 you have to plan for that. Um, you have to plan for marriage. If you don't plan for marriage... It's already hard enough to to date somebody and get together. Once you're like living with them and y'all don't like each other, if y'all don't plan to figure out how to like each other, it's gonna it's gonna fail. And then to Nate's point, like you have to plan what happens when your plan doesn't work out. Like you think, okay, you're gonna get married, and it's gonna be this blissful, peaceful, wonderful, we're having a great time. But what what is your plan for when you guys are not on one accord? And one thing we adapted from um, a previous mentor is like, we kind of say like, oh, what happens when us is not in the room? And then that's the verbiage we use because it's safe. Oh, I didn't feel like us was in the room today. I didn't feel like we were present or a force. And then we go to the drawing board and talk about why we are not us is not in the room and we go back to our family values this is like this whole planning episode it seems scattered but there are so many components to it because i think if you don't see the purpose in planning you're not gonna want to do it as soon as somebody hears what's the plan or like you say like write it down or strategically uh go through each step people start to get scared and they're like i don't want to do that and it's like but you have to like you have to if if you don't then what you're betting on what you're banking what you're you're putting your money on red or you're putting all of your chips on black and you're betting that without a plan you will react the right way you're you, without a plan. You're saying that when I get hungry and I don't feel like cooking, I'm still going to cook instead of going to McDonald's, Burger King, wherever. You're saying that when things get tough, I will still react a certain type of way. Planning and I, it, it, emphasizing that because planning doesn't have to be. I don't think planning has to be hard. For me, a planner, it's always detailed. But if you're not, you just got to do three steps. Create create the big picture. I want to lose weight. And then just do max. Three things if you're not a big planner. And sometimes if you are a big planner like myself, you need to stop planning. But that's that's another. Yeah, stop making it so many steps. That's one thing I always tell Nate, like, okay, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get this certification. So in order to do that, I'm going to do this, 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 that, and I'm going to apply for this and that. And I'm like, okay, how about top two things here or top three things here? Like, we, you can't do everything. And I think in planning, you have, exactly, you have to understand that there's a human capacity. Like, I have a family member who is... I wouldn't even call this family member a planner. This family member is like the planner. Like there's a plan for everything in this family member's life. Okay. Um, and so we spent some time together not too long ago. And I, 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 you know, I walked away and then I came back maybe like 20 minutes later and I was like, what's wrong with you? And this family member was like, my head hurts. 
And I was like, your head hurts because you plan too much. I was like, you know, what are you doing? Realize that you're a human and you can't plan when the wind blows. Like That's the faith part. You got to have faith that the things you can't control. Yeah. And know that you can't control everything. And know that when your plan goes awry, like Nate says, you kind of have to go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. or find yourself in a position where you can come back to the plan, but with a different set of eyes or a different perspective. Preach. Preaching to me. Preach, girl. Hallelujah. So Let them use you. I know this probably wasn't one of the more like juicy, like, oh, uh, what happened when, uh, you know, whatever. What's wrong with you? Sorry. She's tired. No, she, something poked her in the eye. She's like rubbing. You know what it is? The Sandman. Because she tired. She just ruined the whole puzzle. You Something's know in her eye. Because she tired. It's sand because she's tired. No, something's really in her eye. Because she's tired. Come here. Show me how tired you are, Eddie. It wasn't on this um, page. And there are the living room blues. Oh my goodness, sit. Sit. No. I promise y'all, we won't be this ghetto. We won't be this ghetto next time. (laughs) Anyway, um, so I kind of We'll give like a simple, since Nate doesn't want to share his master plans, um, the plan templates, you are like being grumpy about it. You mean the budget? It doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, so it's okay. We will follow this episode up with a three questions that you should ask yourself about your plan, um, and what you're planning for just to kind of start with basics. Because one thing you don't want to do is like not be a planner and then start planning everything and then goes yeah. awry. Yeah. So, I mean, smart nah. goals are always good. Specific, measurable, attainable, uh, relevancy, and time. Time specific. So. Well, maybe we'll just post those. Anyway, it's important to plan. Thank you guys so much for listening to our ghetto episode. <laughs> Addie, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. Say gang gang. Bye, gang gang. <laughs> goodbye. And thank you for listening. Uh, go ahead. Bye, bye, people. Bye, bye. Right, Miles Morales podcast coming soon. What you mean, what? You're the one who wanted bye, one. Bye. Oh. All right, tell them. Tell them. What's, what's your podcast going to be about? He don't know. Let the people go. He don't know. When, when y'all hear it, it'll drop. It'll so, this is a good thing about being Spider-Man. Everything is very good. So, bye-bye, people.